Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. Wisconsin continues to be a hub for hemp research, even having a hand in developing some new resources for growers, such as the Midwestern Hemp Database and the Emerging Crops website. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. I caught up with Philip Alberti. He's a research program manager at UW-Madison in the hemp department, and he walks me through trends he's seeing in Wisconsin's hemp industry and tells me about the resources that hemp growers now have at their fingertips beginning with that Midwestern Hemp Database. Yeah, we've been working on it kind of in the background for the last few years, um, a wide-scale collaboration with several land-grant institutions here in the Midwest, but we just launched our kind of grain fiber side of the database. So growers, whether they're growing for high cannabinoid hemp like CBD or CBG or grain fiber hemp, have a resource for agronomic performance and cannabinoid development. What exactly are growers going to see when they when they open it up? And is it online? It is all online, and it's completely interactive. Uh, so when you go there, it might be a little overwhelming at first. So, you know, what are we really looking at? But it contains all of the research reports from all of the university trials that we've done that feed into the database. So if people want to see where the data came from originally, they can see that as well. But it just provides an opportunity, kind of like a variety catalog, for growers to look at, you know, when... If I was in Illinois and I grew this, or if I was in Wisconsin, when did it flower? What were the cannabinoid development like for that particular genetic? And how often was it or was it not compliant? Which is ultimately the biggest goal for growers is to grow something that they could harvest successfully at the end of the season. So we're just trying to treat this as like an interactive variety catalog for all things hemp. Speaking of catalog, another thing coming down the pipeline, it sounds like a lot of seed certifications for hemp. Yeah, I mean, just given that, you know, cannabis as a whole, um, especially hemp, wasn't legalized as a in the country until 2018, um, a lot of the seed certification, you know, organizations, whether that be state departments of ag or crop improvement agencies, were a little probably worried about getting involved with the shifting sand that was regulation, but we're starting to see state organizations, departments of ag, start to certify seed from providers to give growers an idea of reputable seed providers, which is something we really didn't have. Um, the list has been growing over the last few years, but that's just one piece of the puzzle that's that's about genetic uniformity and are the plants looking the way that we expect them to, but doesn't always include things like agronomic performance or compliance. And so it's one piece of the puzzle that growers can use to make their decisions and then go take a look at the database to, to make those final selections. When you showed me a sample of some of the different seeds coming down the pipeline, it reminded me of like the names of tomatoes that I find in my garden seed catalog. And that led me to wonder, can you plant hemp in a home garden or is that not allowed? It depends on the acreage requirements and the tax code of the land. So it's technically supposed to be done on a farm, but what a farm really is all comes down to, you know, tax codes and things like that. So um, there are acreage requirements. So I think you know, depending on if it's an indoor or an outdoor field, there are acreage requirements, but many growers have found ways to get creative with where they grow given the current uh, regulatory landscape. I want to talk about Wisconsin's hemp landscape. Can you tell me about the number of growers, number of acres in the state, and how that's been trending since it was legal to grow as of 2018? 
Yeah, you know, Wisconsin's a unique case because we were handling our own regulation through uh, Wisconsin Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection, DATCAP. But as of last year, passed the, the regulation off to the USDA. So the state of Wisconsin follows the federal USDA hemp program, which is basically just changes who your regulatory body is and who's enforcing the hemp licensing. So we've seen some changes as a result of that as growers are getting accustomed to the new plan, new regulation, and who they need to speak with. So we've seen a dip in the last couple of years of hemp growers and licensed acreage, but with the the shifting kind of focus away from, you know, smaller scale CBD, CBG to larger scale grain and fiber, the amount of research dollars that are, are being funneled it both at the federal and state levels for hemp. We're seeing a push towards commercial grain and fiber production more so, even though the processing centers are still kind of getting developed. There's been a huge push for that type of hemp given the potential. Well, so where's the value then in the hemp market? Is it more towards the fiber side of things now and not so much... CBD. I, I would say that right now, especially on a smaller scale, the value still might be in a CBD field if you have a processor lined up and have been kind of weathered the storm the last few years and kind of got things up and running. But we're starting to see pockets of hemp fiber processing happen throughout the country. And that has been a direct result of federal and state funding coming in to help with some of these projects. Um, and so I'm hopeful that we'll get a better idea of what that's going to look like in the next few years with all of this grant funding just coming into play right now. When we hear kind of the short life story of Wisconsin hemp, uh, you know, since it was legal to grow in 2018, the story has been that the market kind of was flooded. That's what we've heard from growers. Is that still the case? So there's been a lot of supply over the last few years that growers have been trying to get rid of, you know, 2019, 2020 material. From my experience, we're starting to see processors looking for biomass from growers, which is the first time that's happened in a few years because of this oversupply. So processors who had plenty of material are now starting to look to refill their stocks for the future. That's not to say to go jump in and start a bunch of hemp uh, all over again. But what it is saying is that there's an equilibrium that's kind of being met and we're starting to figure out what those needs are but this is a long play it's a new crop we're in the stage that corn and you know corn was in the early 1900s and so we have a long way to go with establishing this crop developing health and safety standards which are still a long way off this is in the for the long haul and we're seeing this as something that maybe 20 30 years from now we can really see the impacts of the work that's being done and our researchers at UW-Madison are on the front lines. Can you tell me about some of the, just like a brief overview of what you're focusing on right now in your test plots? Sure. So I work in Dr. Shelby Ellison's lab, and, and Dr. Ellison's actually been a, a big player in hemp for the, la- for the last three, four years. I mean, she's on several larger national grant projects focusing on germplasm collection. So how do we collect these wild hemp populations all across the state? How do we preserve them for breeding programs? And so if we're, we're looking for cooperators, who know of wild hemp sites, they can reach out to us and we'll send a team to go out collect it and they get to help with serving the greater good of this research. But also grower cooperator trials. If you're interested in growing grain or fiber or CBD type hemp and you're a producer who has a license or is looking to get that, uh, we have several trials that we run. We provide costs of seed. We provide testing costs. Growers just need to be licensed and be willing to to work with us on it. And that material can be kept provided they, they are compliant at the end of the season. So if you're an interested grower who wants to try something new, try hemp again, or wants to get better at growing it, reach out to us. We have opportunities to partner and maybe cut some of these costs down. An easy resource to use and get to is the Emerging Crops website, whether it's hemp or or another new crop that you want to work with. Um, Where can people find that new link? 
Yeah, if you just honestly Google Emerging Crops Wisconsin, it'll be the first link that pops up, and you'll find the hemp page, and it has links to all of the research trials that we're going to be running, ways to get involved, people to contact, and if any of this uh, gets a little overwhelming, just reach out to me, and I can get you into contact with the right people. Philip Alberti is a research program manager in the Department of Horticulture at UW-Madison with a focus on hemp. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.